You are listening to Uno Souls Chat. Each week, we chat with an Uno Soul. They are people that are beacons of light in their community. We want to connect all of us together in hope, courage, and love. Let's get started. Hola, mi gente. Welcome to Uno Souls Chat. Um, Philip Johnson here, producer of Uno Souls. This week, I'm talking with um, just between... Brigida Truño and I, uh, founder of Uno Souls. Hi, Brigida. Hi, Philip. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well. Spring is here. I'm feeling hopeful. Um, Me too. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm doing well personally. Um, but I do know that, you know, this week's topic and, and discussion is it's a pretty big one. So, actually, why don't you tell us what it is we'll be talking about? Sure. Yeah, um, we're going to talk this week uh, on, a, on a kind of very challenging topic. It's kind of brave of us to, to broach it, but it's on suffering. And so we want to talk about suffering and, and life experiences. And it's a, it's, it's a difficult subject. It's a difficult subject. It's a very big subject. You know, um, I think that it encompasses so many different things and people feel suffering in, in so many different ways at so many different times in their lives. Have, what do you think about that? Have you experienced um, suffering that, that you want to talk to us about or sort of like, you know, your definition of it maybe? Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, I mean, at a, my definition of suffering, that is a really big question. Um, I think, and just what you said, it can happen at any any point in your life. And I mean, if you're, it's interesting, because I don't want to say, you know, if you're lucky, it happens when you're older, because sometimes people can, you know, you can view suffering as a place to pull out some silver linings um, or some some learnings. Once you get to the other side, it's hard when you're in the middle of it. You know, but for me, I, I lost my father when I was younger, um, about 20. Yeah. So that was a really, for me, that was the first, one of the first, I guess I would say, biggest moments of loss slash suffering I felt. And it took a while and part of that journey, which I, I think a lot of people will appreciate who, who have gone through moments of grief. Um. But for me, the definition of that, I think is always evolving, right? Because there are times when, I, when, when that comes back to me even now, and I feel you know, attacked and afraid and scared. But then there are times when it comes back to me and I feel grateful. And you know, I look up and I see a constellation that reminds me of him. And, and I feel like, oh, okay, he's there. And you know, I'm just gonna keep walking. And I feel happy about that connection. So it's very interesting. So yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry for your loss. You know that that's that's a that's that's a very big big thing to carry, and I think that you um you've handled it well. You know, I I think because I think that you know they say there's sort of a a, a way right to to handle suffering, and um it's sort of the Buddhist perspective, but it it can be from any sort of walk of life or any sort of religion or spirituality, really, I want to say, um, you know, the whole idea is to acknowledge the suffering, right? To, to acknowledge, okay, 
this is this is what has happened you know this this someone has passed away that was so special to me so to acknowledge it and then and then to recognize it to you know to really say wow you know it happened and this is what i'm feeling i'm feeling sadness and despair perhaps well you know whatever the person is feeling and maybe you even put your hand to where you feel that emotion maybe it's your heart or the gut or and um and then from there you you say you welcome it you know you acknowledge it you you say thank you you know thank thank you sadness for being here just just to let it know that it doesn't have to run away and be scared which means we don't have to run away and be scared you know to be able to sit with that um it, it makes a big difference. Now, is, is that an easy process? No, it's, it's not. It's, it's a very challenging, challenging um, process. And the, there's some wonderful people that have written about suffering, you know, lots of different authors from Pima Shadron to, to, you know, to, to the Dalai Lama um, and, and, there's a quote by Khalil Gibran who says, out of suffering have emerged the strongest souls. The most massive characters are seared with scars. And, you know, I, I just really understand that because we don't go through life on our life's journey without experiencing some sort of suffering that will cause a scar in us. Um, and then there's this other uh, Japanese word that's that's kintsukuroi, and it's that the whole idea of of a Japanese art form, which means to repair pottery with gold, because in the end we are all damaged faces, but we can all be repaired to re- to create something beautiful. You know, and I just have always loved that idea because I I do feel the suffering can cause the scar, right? Which is the hole in the vase that needs to be repaired, and then we can make it into something beautiful. Like you said, you know, some good things can come out of it in the end. Like you seeing the constellation and feeling, ah, oh, he's there, he's there. I think that's so beautiful, and I think you know. What that reminds me of is that we we can't choose what happens to us every day, yeah. right? And what happens in our lives. I know we talk about this a good amount, but what we can decide on is how we react to it. And I think when you go through those moments of suffering, you're right, it's very hard. It's not easy to... To, to you know, be kind and welcome that pain in. It's very easy to shut it out for a while, and that's okay. Everyone has their own time frame, path, journey. But once you do get to that point, you can then decide how you want to react, how you want to fill in that scar, what beauty do you want to put in that place. Um, you know, I've seen some of those. Um, those vases actually in, in, in Tokyo. And it's, it's gorgeous. The idea, the representation, and then to take that and internalize it, you know, you have that power to realize I'm going to turn this into something beautiful and you can make that whatever you want it to be. And I think that's a gift that comes from suffering. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right, Philip. And that's amazing that you've seen one. I've only seen pictures of them. Um, but but maybe we can make one. <laughs> I guess we'd have to break the vase and then repair it. <laughs> but um, but but yeah, so there's a the, the idea that the Buddhist teachings also say that this very moment, this moment right now is the perfect teacher. And it, and it's always with us, right? You know, this moment is always with us. And so that we should just observe what's going on, you know, what, what we're feeling, what, what is the suffering in this moment. And, and that right there is the teaching. That's, that's what's teaching us to, you know, that the taking in of, of the sadness or the anger or the confusion. Um, and I, it's also that we, we can be with what's happening in that moment and not disassociate from it, right? To not sort of block it out of us and think, you know, to not go to joy without first having felt the, the emotion of that pain. But, I, you know, I, I can say that, but I'll be the first to tell you that I, I'm not good at doing it. <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I think that like these last few months have been so challenging for me in so many ways and for a lot of different reasons. But, you know, and I was aware, I was aware of the suffering that I was putting myself through and I could see it and I could stop to feel it. But then you have two choices from there, right? You can either go like your ego will take over and, and then it gets really messy and yucky <laughs> or, or, you know, that your internal awareness takes over and it, it can be a smooth process because emotions are, um, are impermanent. Right. But I was just attaching to that emotion. My ego just went, no, we're going to stay in this yucky place. <laughs> I'm laughing now, but it's, um, it's a, it's a challenging process, you know? It's a challenging process. It is a really challenging process. I think it's because, not that I know why, but I think it might, there, there are some reasons that come to mind, that, you know, it's, it's easier to fall into that pattern um, because it feels a little bit more familiar, you know? It's like, for some reason, we feel like pain and suffering feels more familiar. And I don't know what I really mean by that, except that that's what it feels to me. And, you know, to, to try to find the silver lining or to try to find what's, what's my teacher saying to me in this moment, that feels more foreign and feels more unfamiliar, more, I don't know how to always do that right away, just like you just said. And, you know, I guess that's that's the point that I wanted to make, you know, is that it's hard to see in the moment and it's easier to then feel guilty about it later on. Like, why did I do that for so long? Why didn't I just take a step back? And And I think, you know, don't judge yourself so harshly because again, it's, you know, your own timeline. And when it when the moment comes, that'll be the right moment. You know, maybe you weren't ready in, in those months ago. and 
and now you are. And, you know, take that for what it is and take that step and follow that, that part of it to bring you to what that learning was. And, yeah, I think it's all, it's all part of the process. Exactly. So well said, Philip. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I thought in terms of suffering is it's kind of like looking at it from the point of view of what, what can we do to, um, to work through the suffering, you know, like what, what are things we can do? And so several things come to my mind. And, you know, the first thing I think of is to be gentle with myself, which is something, you know, kind of newish to me, the, the concept of being gentle with myself. And, and, you know, that could, Within that category, there's lots of things, whatever that means to you, you know, taking an ep, an, a warm um, Epsom salt bath or going for a nice walk in nature, you know, so they're all different things, whatever feels gentle to each individual person. Um, and then the other thing for me is the practicing loving kindness, which is um, a, a kind of meditation, the meta meditation. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. May you be happy. And I do that every day. I've done it every day for like five years, ever since I went to a retreat um, at the Insight Meditation Society in, in um, Barrie, Massachusetts. And, um, and then the other thing is practicing self-compassion. Um, that's a, that's another one that's, that's a, a tough one, you know, and because I think that we're not necessarily taught that as kids, you know, to be compassionate for ourselves. And it is a practice like meditation with something that you just work on a little at a time. Um, and also the compassion that you give to others, right? So, I've been taking this class through the Imagine Wellbeing platform mm -hmm. and they have every two weeks, they've been doing a self-compassion course that is by, um, by John Kabat-Zinn. Mm -hmm. and, and he's um, through the University of Massachusetts and has written a number of books, done a lot of research on self-compassion and he does the course that's called Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction, which is really based around self-compassion. So there were a couple of things that in that course that I wrote down, and they said that suffering is pain times resistance. So, right, so I guess it's that idea of you have a pain, like you have a loss, right? Something, something happens that's, that's difficult. And so instead of allowing it in, like we talked about sort of the process to watch the emotion, let it in, thank it, you resist it. You know, you, you ignore it, you cover it up, maybe with different things, even from alcohol to drugs to other things. And so that resisting that pain brings suffering. And then they also say pain times presence, you know, to be present equals freedom. So what, what do you think of, of that idea? You know, I'm much more familiar with the first option, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> um, and I think 
avoidance is a is you know is, is something I would add to that list of you know alcohol drugs of avoidance and mm-hmm. um, in some ways you know avoidance can be very destructive because you you aren't being present which is the second half um, and so I think ideally you'd be able to skip that first part but in my experience you know at least to start they they, they sort of like sort of like part of each other right you have to get through the one to, to get to the other and um i don't think there's a you know there's not a, a cure-all or a formula that works but i do think that both of those concepts that you just talked about are are both so important to be aware of and to to know how your own self reacts in those situations because for me that's one of the biggest learnings that that i had from you know my suffering teacher is that it, it, it equips you with abilities the next time something comes comes to you that causes you to feel something in that way. And in that sense, you, you know, you're more equipped to, to deal with it and, and for your own self. And, and then maybe even in that moment, you know, for people around you who might need your support and might need to lean on you because you've gone through something like that. And, right. and I, think, I think that sense of community is... Um, is really important. I yeah, I, I think you. It's a very very good point, Philip. Because I I feel like, you know, you you are a very uh, very good teacher and guide. You know, you're very good at listening. You're very good at then giving really good advice. You know, like right on point where you. It's just very, very wise, very wise. Um, and, and it just, I know for me personally, when I, I might tell you of something that's happening, I just feel like you really get it and, and that you are able to give on point advice that is not necessarily just coddling and, and you, know, m- you know, just wanting me to feel better and saying something that's, that's, not necessarily what's happening, but you, you're very much like, this is what's happening, you know, very real about it. And yet, you know, this is what you did right. And maybe this you can improve on because I think that that's really important. You know, like you said, with friends and family and community that we can be honest with each other so that, so that we can keep growing. I completely agree. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate yeah, those kind for words. Being, for being you. <laughs> Thank you. I do think that it's easy to fall into a, a, um, a pattern where you keep yourself alone during moments of suffering. And, and I think that if you can even just talk to one person or expand out, you'll find that, I mean, it's almost like with any sort of hard task, right? If you spread the load, it, it's easier to carry. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that your tips about in, in the beginning that the three that you listed are very important. But I also believe that, you know, once you're able to pay attention to yourself, you know, you'll, it's, it's, it's great to bring in your sense of community around you to also have them do that for you and, 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 and also for you to be able to do that for them. You never know who's, who's looking towards you or at you who might be, you know, pulling some inspiration. That's right. That's very true. Yeah. Um, 
I I was trying to think of different examples, right, of of um, of suffering that I've gone through, um, and and I also think that there are different levels of suffering. Um, like we talked about at the very beginning, it could be going to the grocery store and they're out of my favorite goat milk yogurt. And so, you know, so that might make me sad or suffer a little bit, but, um, but, you know, I'll, I can feel like maybe it's like, why haven't they stocked it up or what's happening with the goats? <laughs> but, you know, so that's something, and I'm sort of making, you know, a, a joke about it, making light of it, but, but that sort of very low level of suffering, um, which in the end might make you smile and then bring you to joy in a much faster process like of, that we talked about from the process that we would go through. Mm. Um, but, you know, I've had some, some serious moments of suffering, like when my grandmother died and she was, she was my light and everything. And, and I was devastated and I was so hurt and I had so much pain around it and um and it took me to a bad place it I was I think I was 32 years old and I had never experienced a death in my family until, until that time and so it was it was doubly difficult because I just wasn't familiar with that grief that type of grief um and, and, you know, again, you know, different deaths, my mother and, my, you know, my father have passed. So, so that's, um, that's always difficult. Um, and, and those are, those are some of the extremes of grief, you know, the passing of a loved one. And, you know, my heart goes out to, to so many people that have lost loved ones this past year because of COVID, you know, so so much, so much suffering. Um, and, and I, I mean, I think, I think that those, those moments of high intensity suffering, like when it happens in that moment, you know, that, that is so earth shattering. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that, that grief that you're talking about, you know, it maintains at a, at a, you know, a longer, longer term suffering. Right. And, and it enters into a different sort of like phase of, of it being with you and how are you relating to it and how is it relating to you? And, and, you know, there are, are plenty of situations where people are, are suffering daily, you know, because of situations in their lives and it becomes this, this, this much more present relationship that you're managing on an ongoing basis. And, you know, I think it's, it's, always trying to find whatever you can in moments of, of self-reflection, of self-compassion, like you were talking about, to, um, to not let it ultimately define you and to, to, to allow other things to define you and to, to lift you up and hold you up in different ways as well. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, I love those words, Philip. Very, very true. Um, there's a... There's another quote by Rumi, and he said, um, the wound is the place where the light enters you, which again kind of goes back to that original idea of, um, of the, the kintsukuroi and, and 
you know, of, of, of healing, of working on healing once you have gone through that suffering, because it's definitely there available for, for all of us to, to heal from suffering. Um, and, uh, so, so yeah, uh, I'm so glad we got a chance to chat today about this. Me too. I really like that quote, that last quote. We should use that for our, our quote graphic that we use and put up on Sunday. Okay, good. <laughs> I am too. I, I, sorry, I had my producer hat on. I, I, I think, yes, this has been a great conversation and um, I always love chatting with you. So, you know, I'm looking forward to the next time. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, I hope you have a, a wonderful spring and we'll be together soon chatting on, on another topic of interest. Yes, yes, absolutely. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Uno Souls Chat. Uno Souls Chat is sponsored by Uno Translations and Communications, LLC. You can find us at www.unosouls.com. I would love to hear from you if you would like to chat with me. Please contact me at btoruno at unosouls.com. Have a beautiful week and see you at the next episode.